Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. That's the sound of rock cracking, and we here we are in the middle of July, 2023, a year before presidential election and conventions. Now, wow, uh, you got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we are glad to have you. This is uh, the heat of the summer, the heat of rocks cracking across the political world and we are we got a couple of things we're going to talk about today well we're going to talk about the student loans and the forgiveness that uh, uh, all of a sudden president biden just out of thin air last year decided he had the power for uh what a half a trillion dollars to forgive if about uh, and it, the constitution says uh congress holds this purse strings correct easy <laughs> easy constitutional decision but uh we're going to look at that in today's show uh before we get to the student loan and forgiveness of what biden want to do and what the supreme court just said before we get to that we we have to talk about something that's just uh a little crazy bizarre and yet uh kareem john pierre the white house uh spokesperson she 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 was incredibly rude to reporters saying why would you ask a question about what <laughs> what are we talking about well we have to talk about the white substance that was found in the white house so uh let me let me play this little clip from uh uh newsmax if uh they had laura trump on so uh, what what was this white substance that's found at the white house that uh has the left uh, all the reporters putting their head in the sand nobody wants to ask questions what would happen if it was donald trump in the white house and the trump family and a white substance was found and it was discovered it was cocaine would the news let it die would the news not just slam the trump family and be in the people's house okay so let me play this clip for you from uh laura trump being interviewed on newsmax Advisor and host of the Right View podcast, Laura Trump. Laura, you know the what I, the left is going to say. Oh, stop with the what about isn't. But here's someone who lived it. The the treatment of the Trump White House in the Trump world is far different than the Biden White House in, in Biden's world. Can you imagine if Coke was found in a library or a cubby or wherever in a Trump White House? Oh, my gosh. Well, Eric, you just said it. Wall-to-wall coverage. People would be in hysterics. The left would be melting down, of course, over this. But 
This is pretty part and parcel uh, coverage to what we've seen throughout the entire Biden administration. This is an administration that operates not in transparency, but in smoke and mirrors. You kind of just get a big fog over everything. Whenever there's any question asked, you're very lucky if it is even addressed. We know that when it comes to the Biden family and Joe Biden scandals, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the White House press secretary, has only... 2% of the time actually answered any questions about these things. But yes, here we are with a, an illegal substance being brought into the White House. I know this entrance very well as a member of the family myself at one time. I know how I got to enter the White House, but I know how everyone else entered the White House. There is no doubt they can very easily figure out where this came from, who brought it in. They can review the cameras as to the people who went in this very specific area and figure it out. But for some reason, Eric, we have no real answers on this one. All right. I got to jump back in here on this with uh, <laughs> when Laura Trump says there's no real answers on this one. Does anyone doubt that the White House, with its cameras, with its security, with the Secret Service, guarding the president of the United States and the first family. Does anyone have any doubt that the Secret Service knows who put the cocaine there? <laughs> Is there any doubt now? We, But again, why isn't the truth being coming out? Why, why didn't Hunter Biden uh, get investigated by the, uh, the DA and everybody in Delaware and uh, because someone's calling the shots the big guy <laughs> who's the big guy well the team surrounding him have been calling the shots to the FBI the the if you want to call it the deep state running the show and here we are another example of the deep state running the show calling the shots i mean it's just so obvious uh how many how many people have been addicted that going through treatment fall back into addiction? High, high percentage. Was it Hunter Biden? I don't know. Let's let's continue on with uh, Laura Trump's interview here. The one thing I know is that during the Trump administration, we did not have cocaine or any other illegal substances being brought into the White House, nor did we have men posing as women, exposing their breasts on the White House lawn. It is just completely crazy. But sadly, no one is surprised to see this sort of thing happen. You know, I'm glad you brought up KJP because we have a soundbite, which it, it should be very disturbing. Listen to what she how she responds to the question. There has been some irresponsible reporting uh, about the family, and, uh, and so I got to call that out here. The Biden family was not here. They were not here. They were at Camp David. To ask that question is actually incredibly irresponsible. No, 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 KJP. It's not incredibly irresponsible. It's incredibly responsible. This is the people's house. This, as you point out, didn't happen under Trump and has never happened in the history of the White House, and you know we're we're degenerating into a, into a, a, a new world with liberal Biden occupying the White House. You point out trans trans people exposing themselves and doing weird, gross things on, on the White House lawn. Um, you know, th a thought. Flight 93. Remember 9/11. Flight 93. Those people sacrificed their own lives because they thought that plane was going to the White House, and they wanted to protect 
the people's house. And he sacrificed their lives for that. I just don't know if he, people would do that with this type of White House. Well, it seems like they're playing everything very loose at the White House and the Biden administration on the world stage. You know, this is why our country, quite frankly, is in the mess that we're in, because they, we were told, don't forget, Eric, that the adults were coming back to the White House. Joe Biden and the adults were going to run things. And yet look at the lunacy that has ensued. Look at things like this that have happened under this administration and the gall of Corrine Jean-Pierre to call that an irresponsible question. I'm sorry, Hunter Biden is a self-admitted drug addict. It is not far-fetched to ask a question as to whether or not this came from someone in the Biden family, specifically Hunter Biden. We know that Joe and Jill live there at the White House generally full-time, unless he's off in Delaware, where we know he spends a whole bulk of his time, of course, as president. But that was not an irresponsible question at all. It is very irresponsible, though, that this press secretary and this White House fails to answer the most basic questions about very basic and important yeah. things that the American people it, deserve it, to you know. You know why it's really super important? And, and we we'll to move on to the next topic. It's super important because if this wasn't Coke, if this was Ant, if this was a wiretap, if this was right. a, a, a Chinese uh, spy listening, we'd have a national security crisis on our hands. That is the most locked down place in the world. I know, you know, we spent a lot of time getting in and out of that place. And I feel bad. I feel truly bad for the United States Secret Service because I'm sure they know. I'm sure they know and someone's telling them, keep your mouth shut until we, we release this. And I'm guessing some late night do drama document drop. Well, can you imagine if a Chinese spy, well, how would Chinese spies be around the Bidens? <laughs> how long have they been working the Bidens? Think about all the, when China back in 2012, when, when uh, Joe Biden was vice president, they made all these movie deals, Hollywood and China. Do you remember how so much, and, and they've backed away from it the last few years, but so many shows had everything to do with China. And China was involved. Why was it involved? Because the Bidens invited, the uh, connected the Hollywood and China. Now, what happened back in 2012 when that happened? Did, did the Bidens get any money out of that? Inquiring minds would love to know. <laughs> I mean, how long has the Biden, uh, the Biden uh, corrupt team been working? Well, his entire life, it looks like. And, and it's just amazing what the Biden crime family has put together. We say crime family because we know Hunter Biden has committed crimes. Even the FBI has come out trying to give him a little slap on the wrist because they know he's guilty. <laughs> he's a criminal. And yet he's beloved by his father. I fa you know, I don't deny a father's love for his son. But when you put him high profile, take him everywhere you're going. And then there's cocaine found in the White House. I mean, what happens? And then people with uh, uh, the Kareem Jean-Pierre saying, ridiculing people for, for asking a question, what is, was it Hunter Biden's cocaine found in the White House? Uh, uh, Elon Musk had, had some fun talking about this. And it, it, it is funny about what uh, Elon Musk was was saying and there's an article in uh, Politico and and basically uh, politic, Politico in the article said one official familiar with the investigation cautioned that the source of the drug was unlikely to be determined 
given that it was discovered in a highly trafficked area of the West Wing. We just heard Laura Trump talk about, hey, there's no way they don't know who did this. And, uh, uh, you know, they... I think the well, one of the excuses they said, even if there was surveillance cameras, of course they were. We know they were. Unless you were waving it around, it may not have been caught, said the White House official. It's a bit of a thoroughfare. People walk by there all the time. Well, that's why you have cameras and security there. I mean, it is so grossly misleading. Uh, in response, though, in response to this political uh, uh, and the political story went on and tweeted a link to their story saying, quote, the White House cocaine culprit unlikely to be found. So in response, Elon Musk sarcastically tweeted, quote, any guesses? <laughs> of course, he's referring to Joe Biden's son, Hunter. <laughs> and uh, and so uh, uh, this people tweeted back, I have a couple of ideas. And uh, uh, and then uh, somebody tweeted, Hunter is a cokehead. Hunter can enter the White House with fewer security precautions than other visitors. He just left with Joe Biden for Camp David this weekend. And and that's another thing. I, I think the press secretary, Corinne uh, Jean-Pierre, was saying, well, he couldn't have been Hunter because he went to Camp David. But, <laughs> but on July 4th, the Bidens gathered on the balcony of the White House to watch the fireworks. And in a video taken during an event, and anybody can watch it, Hunter walks behind his stepmother, Jill, the first lady, and while he's putting his left hand up to his face and then wiping his nose as he walks out from behind her. It's looking very much like he was doing a bump of cocaine. Now, I, I don't know the cocaine world. I don't know what a bump of cocaine is. But uh, it's just a video of Hunter Biden allegedly doing a bump of cocaine at the White House in front of children. Oh, but don't worry. The media said the bag of blow found at the White House wasn't Hunter's. Okay, there's been a lot of fun. But the seriousness of the thing, go back to Laura Trump interview on Newsmax. We were told, well, when Trump has run out of the White House and the Bidens come in, the adults will come back in to the White House. And then you got cocaine. Nobody knows whose it is. Everybody, you know, suspects it's hunters. You got trans uh, people exposing breasts on the White House lawn in a party. And, you know, you think, Yes, is this for real? The adults were going to come in when Trump went out of the White House. No, we've got a disgusting, we uh, we got a disgusting uh, Biden crime family. Now, how many Bidens are accused of crimes right now? It's just Hunter. Well, accused, it's the whole whole Biden bunch. We got to find where these millions of dollars went to all these different Bidens. So it, it could be pretty big. They are accused of that. And they say they have documents. The Republicans say they have documents showing that uh, uh, millions of dollars was dispersed along many of the Biden family. But we do know, those are alleged, but we do know that Hunter Biden has been uh, not only accused, but the Department of Justice trying to get a sweetheart plea deal for him. So, okay, we spent all this time on cocaine in the White House. Who is it? 
But, I mean, where is the American left-wing press? Where are they? What would they be doing if it's the Trumps? Now, uh, before we get into the Supreme Court and talking about what they said about student loans, let me remind you, you are listening to Doc Holliday's rock-splitting politics, and we love to look at stories and things you may not hear on the mainstream media you may not hear unless you listen to this so come back every week tell your friends and neighbors about doc holiday's rock splitting politics as uh, elections heat up and campaigns move forward like we'll be getting into the 2024 season it builds our audience every time there's election years and they are a few state elections going on in the state of mississippi where i'm from we got state, uh, county, statewide elections and primaries coming up soon. And so uh, I think Kentucky, maybe uh, another state or two has elections. But listen, <laughs> come here and hear stories you won't hear anywhere else. And I also want to remind everyone, you can go to www.hatchybooks.com. Hatchie spelled H-A-T-C-H-I-E. Chickasaw word, and it's the at at hatchybooks.com. You can order my new novel. It's uh, it's about Patrick, a college student, home, working in the summer break, trying to get tuition money. Guess what? He discovers a Chickasaw Indian secret, and that secret's tied all the way back to King Solomon's temple. Now, uh, a lot of uh, mystery adventure a lot of uh, action and ends in a way that uh you wouldn't guess and but as it ends you realize it's the beginning because it's the beginning of a seven part series hatchy keeper of the seeker hatchy keeper of the secret is the title of the first book second book has been written is that the publisher's getting the final details, so it'll be out before the end of the year. And I just want to tell you, this is a project. It's not about politics. And, and this whole entire show, Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics, is about the political world and what's going on. Sometimes we just have to get away from all the politics. And this is what this novel does. It pulls you out of the real world for a uh, an exciting adventure and it is a saga that will continue and you can go to hatchybooks.com hatchybooks.com order the book and i keep saying it the ebook is a little harder than i thought it's going to be as far as getting it all together it's almost ready i hope we can make an announcement next week that is uh, ready to ready to roll but the ebook's getting ready okay ebook is getting ready but go go now to hatchybooks.com and order that novel and it's uh, it's an adventure that you'll be on the front row seat i'll say it like that now let's get back to the second half of this show and let's talk about the um, student loans and the u.s constitution and everyone knows that uh, joe biden last year decided that he would just uh up and said he had power power to do what he said he had power to forgive 400 billion dollars in student loans now congress has the control of the purse executive branch 
it enforces the laws and and it didn't say anything about forgiving it says enforce and the supreme court had to hear the case and and they uh and they ruled on the case Let, let's play this clip right here the supreme court also ruled that president biden is not allowed to wipe out hundreds of billions and perhaps trillions of dollars in student loan debt which would have been very unfair to the millions and millions of people who paid their debt through hard work and diligence. Very unfair. But this was a way of trying to buy votes. That's all it was. Former President Trump applauding the Supreme Court for bring, being a check to the vast overreach of the Biden administration. Friday's six to three ruling struck down Biden's $400 billion student loan bailout. The majority opinion said it was a clear act of executive overreach and quoted former Speaker Nancy Pelosi taking that exact same position in the past. But Biden claimed the six justices were wrong when asked whether he overreached. Did you overstep your authority? I think the court misinterpreted the Constitution. President Biden is now planning to try again using what's called the Higher Education Act, which he claims will allow the education secretary to waive or release loans under certain circumstances. It's likely to face the same legal challenges as his original bailout plan. For more on this, let's bring in Florida Attorney General Ashley Moody. Uh, General Moody, thanks so much for joining us on Sunday Morning Futures. Do appreciate it. Look, two big, big cases at the end of the court's session here. Uh, let's tackle uh, the, the education bailout, the bailout of the student loans. What's your take on that? Well, look, you know the United States has the world's leading amount of debt. I mean, we're, we're standing at about $31 trillion. So to have a president that comes in and wants to unilaterally put $400 billion extra on taxpayers is incredible. It was a major power grab. It has always been the law of the nation that these major questions of economic policy are decided by Congress. The president and its unelected agencies have no ability, no lawful right to come in and make these kinds of decisions. So, you know, this is a major separation of powers issue. And to have a president of the United States even suggest that the Supreme Court misinterpreted this, this was an easy one. And I love, you know, when you have leaders that come out and say, this is such a snow job by these by President Biden trying to say he's trying to help hardworking Americans, exactly the opposite. They were trying to push all this debt, all this expense, $400 billion on hardworking Americans. So I love it when you have folks come out and call them out on that. The narratives they try to spin are just unbelievable sometimes. Yeah, it is amazing to think that the Biden administration thinks it's okay to take somebody else's loan and make you pay for it. That's what's absurd about all this. And you can't just wipe out $400 billion. I think the justices did get the right, get it right in this case. Another landmark case, which will affect uh, residents in your state and every state, uh, has to do with affirmative action. The idea that maybe uh, merit should be the primary focus on how you select the next students rather than some affirmative action plan. What was your take on that Supreme Court ruling? 
Well, you know, Florida has eliminated race-based considerations from our university since 1999. Uh, Governor Bush was in office, and he said, look, I don't want the color of someone's skin determining, about, determining whether or not they get into a university. And they came up with a method for making sure diversity of perspective and experience and thought was assured but not judging people on the color of their skin. And in fact, the Supreme Court came out and said, this is unlawful. We are a nation that judges people not based on the color of their skin. That's the definition of equality in this nation. And there are ways that you can assure we have this kind of diversity of thought and experience like we've done in Florida for decades without basing it on the color of someone's skin. So, you know, of course, this is well, now a, a, the, the ruling of the, of the land. This is the law of the land. But we've been doing this in Florida for some time. Yeah, the, the, the Democratic left, the Democrats are really outraged about this. Their, their political ploy has been one of division and separating people based on the color of their skin. So contrary to the comments of Martin Luther King. Listen to Justice Sotomayor on her take on what was going on in this case. Is it too hard to ask that we, we look to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and the words he said, let's base things on the content of character and not the color of skin and here we are uh, you know 50 years later and we can't agree that we shouldn't be looking at color of skin but merits character who is that and and as we're talking about it, it can be the challenges of growing what have you been through and those are things that can help people get in school, get jobs, look at the overcoming and achieving. Where are you coming from? But when we start looking and basing things on color of skin, where do you stop? It's not just black and white. How many colors are between black and white? You know, I haven't really seen a whole lot of just white people because we got makeup of DNA from uh, an entire world behind us. How far does it go back? So once you lock things in in the law, and then you say, well, what color are you? Are, are we going to get some kind of computer scans to tell us what percentage of color and, and use DNA from all the different backgrounds that we've come from? You know, it, it can get really ridiculous real soon. But let's, let's go ahead and go with this clip. So... I, I thought it was sound, but she had a quote about this. She took a very strong position on this case and, you know, was chastised for getting the facts wrong. The six unelected members of today's majority upend the status quo based on their policy preferences about what race in America should be like, but is not. I absolutely disagree with the statement. In fact, justices came out and said, when we are judging people, let's look at the experiences they have gone through. How have they shown and demonstrated courage, determination, the ability to overcome adversity? We can consider those things without saying and recognizing that we should judge them on the color of their skin. I mean, look at the hardships right. people have overcome. That can be considered. And that can be applied to people of all skin colors. And so I think that this is a a decision that will move our universities in a direction of judging people by the merits. And maybe that includes the, 
the odds that they have overcome, the, the circumstances that they have had to face head on and fight through to apply for admission, and that would be available to every person, regardless of skin color. So I think if you read through this decision, people yeah. will see that the, the justices understood the need for diversity of thought and experience and perspective, and this ruling does, is not contrary to that. Well, I think she's spot on. I think our country is moving forward with this decision. And one of the things, when you talk about diversity, equality, and, and inclusion on college campuses, are, are we going to include conservatives on college campuses? Can we get 50% conservatives in our, in our professors and in, in instructors? You know, is it 95% liberal, communist, left-wingers on our college campuses? If you're going to really say diversity, include college professor positions, 50% conservative. Can we do that? Can we include that with diversity? Let, let's wrap that in there. Let's, if you're going to have diversity... And, and then we need to have about half the professors and instructor positions as conservative. How about that? Yeah, let's reflect that. And if you don't have that, then you don't have diversity. Might as well cut out the whole program, huh? Okay, that's Doc Holliday's rock-splitting politics right here in the middle of July 2023. Yeah, things are heating up. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week. <laughs> See you then. God bless you. God bless America. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.